Do you want pizza? Do you want to be right? Do you want love? Do you want to fight? Do you want to celebrate? Or would you rather have an altercation? Do you want to build? Or do you want to tear? And now, hope, wit, and wisdom on race, class, and community survival. Brought to you by Talking Across the Lines, the Mountain of Hope organization in Mount Hope, West Virginia, and by the West Virginia Humanities Council. Based on Coalfield memories, the ones that tear you up and the ones that feed your soul. Here we are again at the corner of race and class, watching the world go by and listening for commonality among Coalfield voices. Brenda Hyman Jackson came to tell about an experience she shared with her brother. The two Hyman kids had been attending a weekend singing conference hosted by Mount Hope, the massing of choirs from several communities to make a joyful noise. During a break in the afternoon singing, students crowded into a local joint for refreshments and a chance to unwind together. The jukebox was playing their favorite tunes from 1963. They love you. Yay, yay, yay. And suddenly... The urge to dance in a room full of cheerful visiting students overcame Brenda and her brother, an urge that outweighed the customary restraints, which deep down, they knew all too well. We were having a choral festival. Our school was hosting it, and there was a little place where kids could go and dance. They had a little jukebox, and so you could go in and put money in the jukebox and dance, but the black kids were not allowed to dance. You could put money in and listen, but you were not allowed to dance. My brother and I thought we were quite the dancers, you know. And this was back during the time when everybody was like American bandstand. So everybody was dancing. And so we decided that we were going to dance. Now, did we know that we were not supposed to? Yeah. Did we think we were going to do it anyway? Yes. What got into us? I don't know. I mean, I think we just thought, well, it's a coal festival and all these other people are here from other high schools, you know, other little towns. So we're just going to do it. And so we took ourselves out on the floor and we started to dance. And the person who owned the little place, came and unplugged the jukebox. So for the rest of that weekend, the kids were not allowed to go to that place. But when it comes to talking about open rebellion or something that you're going to do that you know wasn't sanctioned or it wasn't okay, I think that was probably the one thing. And my brother and I did that. And we just thought, Eh, let's just do it and see what happens. And I guess somehow we thought that because there were other people there, they would say, okay, which is crazy to think that. Young Nathan Shelton was caught off guard by race-based restrictions. As a burn patient for most of his 7th and 8th grade years, he had spent 19 months in the segregated ward of a local hospital. Released finally with extensive skin grafts, he emerged on the opening day of ninth grade at Mount Hope like a newly uncaged creature, 
starved from social deprivation during his lengthy hospitalization and ready for engagement in a newly integrated classroom. Ninth grade, Mount Hope Junior High School. My first time ever going to school with white children. And uh, I fell in love with a white girl. I'm 15, 16 years old, ninth grade. And back then, you know, we would pass notes. You know, you didn't have the text and all that that, that they have now. You would you'd write a note, and I had a special way I would fold it, you know, to make it look like an envelope. And I think that the letter was one or two paragraphs, something about how I admired her, and uh, she was very pretty or whatever. Nothing vulgar, anything like that. That would have been the period right before lunch. So when that class ended, I passed her the letter, the little note. And at the beginning of the period right after lunch was my art class. My art class, that was Mrs. Gardner. And suddenly I heard my name announced over the loudspeaker. First time I ever heard my name on the loudspeaker. Nathan Shelton, come to the office immediately. I didn't know what immediately meant. So I asked Mrs. Gardner, I said, immediately, I said, what does that mean? She said, that means right now, you know, get your things and go down and see what he wants. I had never been to the principal's office. Get to the principal's office. He's sitting behind his desk. And he said, sit down, Nathan. I sit down. He says, um, Nathan, this is almost verbatim. I can never forget this. It's the law that colored and white go to school together. That's the law. And it ain't nothing I can do. And he banged on his desk. And ain't nothing I can do about that. And then he went on to say, but I am not going to allow any colored boys to be sweethearts with white girls in my school. And then he showed me the letter. I don't know how he got it, but he had the letter that I had written her. That was a Monday. It was about one o'clock in the afternoon. And he said, Nathan, I'm going to have to suspend you. He said, I don't want you back in this school until next Monday. Four and a half day suspension. You know they call it Stommy Monday, but Tuesday's just as bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call it Stommy Monday, but Tuesday's just as bad. Uh-huh. And a Wednesday's worse and Thursday's oh so sad. Uh-huh. And this was the worst part. I got a letter cut in all of my grades. That was the first marking period. Kept me from making the honor roll. He was the principal at Mount Hope Junior High School. I just had to stay out of school for the whole week and uh, got that letter cut. The cut in my grades is what really got me. I mean, it was like, wow, why even work hard to make good grades? I never made the honor roll after that. I didn't even try. I just wanted to make sure that I had enough to pass. And I was not a dummy. I was, I was much smarter than a lot of kids in my class. I had at the exposure at the hospital which I was around professional people, doctors and nurses and whatnot. And, but anyhow, that was really probably the worst thing that happened to me throughout my four years of Mount Hope High School. 
one thing that I, I and I and I really firmly believe this. When my generation, our generation, when we're gone, then that's going to be the last of the prejudices to disappear. Oh, huh. oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Now, when I first came back home from New Jersey to West Virginia, I couldn't believe that. Black guy walking up the street holding hands with a white woman and they got three or four kids with him. That's a family. West Virginia, you have a lot of people who were marrying, you know, blacks and whites. Eleanor Agee. My grandmother was Caucasian and Cherokee. So people mixed and they loved and they had families and they all got along fine, as far as I remember. I see it more in, in West Virginia. I mean, it blew my mind. And it's a good thing, because we're all God's people. We all got red blood in us, and if you needed some of my blood, I could give it to you. I could take your blood and make it work in me. I know for a fact, because it's happened to me. You've been listening to Brenda Jackson and Nathan Shelton, Mount Hope High School class of 1966 in Fayette County, West Virginia. And Eleanor Agee, a graduate of the all-black Stratton High School in Beckley in Raleigh County. Do you want peace? Peace, peace. Do you want love? Love, love. Our Hope theme song, Do You Want Peace, was composed and sung by Laura Sandage and Friends on her Bloom CD. Additional music was performed by Nathan Shelton. With a taste of Mary Wells for old time's sake. Some other girls are filling your head with joy. This program was written and produced by Talking Across the Lines, with direction by the Mountain of Hope Organization in Mount Hope, West Virginia. Executive producers are Reverend Charles McKinney and Jack Spadaro. This project is presented with financial assistance from the West Virginia Humanities Council, a state affiliate of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Any views, findings, conclusions, or recommendations do not necessarily represent those of the West Virginia Humanities Council or the National Endowment for the Humanities. For Hope, I'm Carrie Klein. <laughs>